Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well... That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Samantha, can I talk to you for a second? To tell you the truth, I'm a little busy right now. What you mean is you're a little busy leveraging Eric Caldor into giving us one of his clients. Yeah, that's what I said. You think this is funny? What I think is Robert has been going through something, and I want to get him a little present for when he gets back. In other words, you heard Robert and Alex bonded over whatever he's been going through. You feel your chair at the table is moving down, and you're trying to move it back up. So what if I am? Then the present you get him better be that client, because I shouldn't have to tell you, Eric Calder is no lightweight. And last I checked, the cases I take aren't your concern. They are if there's a possibility they could affect this firm's record. So if you take this guy on, you better win. And that won't be a problem, because I know how Caldor thinks. I'm sure you do. But in this instance, you picked a fight with the one person who wants to beat you more than you want to beat him. And I already picked this fight, and I'm not backing down now. So unless you want to give me a direct order that I wouldn't follow anyway, I suggest you get out of my way, because I got a case to win. Suit Season 8, Episode 8 is over. If you're ready to hear us talk about Coral Gables, then Suits Yourself. I'm Rob Sestrino, back here with the guy who would fall on his sword for Gretchen. It's Chappelle. Chappelle, how are you? Rob, I'm good. I'm just looking over this contract that I wrote myself when I was a wee lad that said, one day, one day, you're going to talk about Suits every day on a podcast, and it's going to make a lot of sense to somebody. And mm-hmm. here I am, living out the the means of this contract. Thank you for having me. Yes. Okay. Chappelle, uh, this was an interesting episode. Uh, I don't know. Why do we have to make uh, Gretchen have a bad episode here? Gretchen slipped so. up. We were just saying, oh, you know what, Gretchen? What has she ever done wrong? Gretchen, just completely, just on point. And you were like, oh, yeah, remember that one time she kind of did like, yes, yes, she's a little toxic in her, in her views of masculinity. But aside from that, Gretchen's yeah. pretty perfect. <laughs> and then in this episode, Donna screws her over. That's right. I'm not letting Gretchen take the blame for this one. Donna picked up that file, that document, <laughs> and carried it away. Gretchen would have been perfectly fine if it wasn't for Donna. No, I'm joking. This this was Gretchen's first slip up. Mm-hmm. And it had her questioning her abilities, her skills, and even her longevity as someone who can make things happen in this world, this legal world. So um, it was a tough episode for Gretchen, for sure. Yeah. 
Tough episode for Gretchen. Uh, interesting episode for Lewis. Um, this was really like the first episode that we saw Lewis like completely like out of the office. Uh, we saw like Lewis like in his home, uh, in his like street clothes. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Wasn't that jarring that we saw Lewis like we've seen like Lewis has two speeds in a suit or like buck ass naked. And yeah. this was like <laughs> I was not ready for like the third thing of like Lewis like in like a turtleneck. Yeah, I think we got him in like pajamas one time when he was uh, at home moping around all sad and stuff. But no, this is this is the one that caught me off guard for sure. I was like, Lewis can wear other things aside from a suit. Like he could have worn a suit that day. Mm -hmm. But he's like, no, nah, it's a little cash. Him and Sheila have to go to the fertility clinic. And you're right. This was an interesting episode for Lewis. We got almost like the Lewis lit story. You know, mm -hmm. like, don't get me wrong. We've gotten a lot of backstory from him, a lot of flashbacks to this point. But this was really the mind of Lewis. You know, we really got into the therapy uh, session where Lewis is looking at his past. He's walking through the old halls of his high school. Yeah. Like, first we get the flashback version of that. But then we also get grown-up Lewis having those moments where he's like really... Like time-traveling really Lewis. That. Yeah, it was pretty cool. I, the 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 stuff that they're doing with Lewis and doc, Dr. Lipschitz in these episodes is really, really good. Uh it almost takes you out of the legal portion of the show, you know, the legal drama. Mm -hmm. and just kind of puts you in like, well, this is the psyche of a broken man. How did we get here and what yeah. are we doing to fix him? Yeah, I think you're right. I think that this is my favorite thing about season eight. I mean, I'll be honest, like uh, the Samantha versus Alex stuff is not really like capturing my imagination. But I kind of feel like that the stuff about Lewis and even Harvey with uh, Dr. Lipschitz, like the stuff that's sort of like uh, really the examination of the psyche of like some of the, you know, the suits mainstays over the years. Like, I think that that's been the stuff that I have enjoyed the most here in season eight. Yeah. And, uh, Lewis specifically, I think, like you said in the beginning, he's a very complex character. And so there's so much to get into it. I mean, imagine a world where you're a high school student and you're so you're getting bullied so much and your only power is that you know one day you're going to be a good lawyer and so the thing that you do to uplift yourself in a time where you are terrified to go to school every day where you're going to get pushed to the locker where someone's making you do their homework is that you write yourself a contract where you say i'm going to get revenge on this person i'm going to get revenge and i'm going to get it soon and then you realize or one day I will be more powerful than this man because he will be pumping my gas and then I will get my revenge only to see him have to reckon with the idea that, yes, Lewis is very powerful, but this man is not pumping gas. He is somebody that Lewis needs to make himself happy uh, and in order to accomplish his goal of having a child. So yeah. there were so many layers to this and I, I loved watching it. Yeah, I thought it was interesting. I really thought we were going to go in some different directions. I'm surprised that we didn't go for the second opinion also. Like, I kind of feel like that, especially when the guy was like, hey, Lewis, like, I don't know where a kidney is on the body. Like, it wasn't giving, like, a lot, especially the fact that he had to do his homework. Uh, I feel like that wasn't really inspiring me that this was, like, uh, the top fertility specialist, like, in New York City. Yeah, and I think that's just a, a sign of how people can change. You know, we had this kid, um, Chaz McManus, which is a good a good bully name. That is a good mm -hmm. TV bully name. Well, Chaz McManus uh, is a knucklehead. He doesn't fit in at school from his own perspective. And also, Dr. He's, Chaz. He's the, yeah, he eventually becomes Dr. Chaz. But, you know, he's a wee lad in the beginning, and he just, um, he doesn't, 
find his way until later on. And so he's not paying attention in school. He's acting out. Um, and Lewis drops the dime on him that he was cheating in one of the classes. And so from there, Chaz is like, all right, I'm going to make your life hell. Since I'm going to be in trouble with my dad, I'm going to just make your life trouble. And so, yeah, we find out he's horrible at biology. He doesn't know where the kidneys are. But eventually he does. Eventually he gets it together. And he is the best fertility doctor in the, the mm-hmm. state or in the tri-state area. And so they have to go to him. So even with Lewis's backstory with him and their, their past, he's like, I did the research and this is just the best guy. Mm-hmm. We have to go with it. So, yeah, you can you can see that maybe Chaz McManus is not the same kid that bu- uh, bullied Lewis, even though Lewis is largely the same kid who got bullied. Yeah, I just feel like... With these medical issues, like I feel like the second opinion, I feel like is usually advised, right? Especially when Lewis, who has like all of these personality quirks where it's like, hey, this is my high school bully. Like, could, could we just get a second opinion? Maybe there's somebody else that we can go to. It's like, no, this is the guy in New York City. It has to be him. Yeah. And, um, you know, uh, Sheila had a surgery that uh, Chaz was recommending. And mm-hmm. I think it was just one of those things where it was like, yeah, listen, even if you want a second opinion, we got to put the surgery on the books because we don't want Sheila to be adversely affected by this. Right. And so, yeah. And so we see Lewis fold. He does not go for the second opinion. It probably is not, like you said, it's probably advised to just get one in general. Mm-hmm. But uh, for the type, the sake of time, with the emotions that they've been feeling, not being able to procreate, um, I think that here's here's the time, right? Here's mm-hmm. here's him like, okay, let's just pull the trigger on this and get out of my own head because this is largely a personal issue with Lewis and less about Sheila. We got young Lewis back who I just absolutely thought was so incredible the first time out. And he's great again. This uh, really is just like the perfect actor to be uh, the young Rick Hoffman. And uh, of course, uh, young Esther is back. We had uh, the uh, more current version of Esther also here back in season eight. So uh, I really enjoyed all of the flashback scenes. Not, you know, quite as iconic as the stuff from, I think the first Lewis flashback, but still fun to see them back. And so this guy was putting Lewis in the locker and uh, Lewis, you know, uh, by way of Dr. Lipschitz is able to travel back in time to go and visit with his younger self. Yeah, and Rick Hoffman meeting young Rick Hoffman is that's kind of cool. You know, they're standing in front of each other, and he's telling him, "You dropped the ball. We signed a contract that we were going to get revenge when we got powerful. What's up? Why haven't you taken down Chaz McManus?" And Lewis can't really answer because the answer is that he's probably still afraid of his childhood bully. And so while they're re- you know trying to reconcile those feelings, uh, little Lewis says, "We made other promises while we were locked in here as well, and one of them was to be kind and to che- teach our child to be kind, and that will probably overrule the the initial contract to you know seek vengeance." Mm-hmm. And so they have a moment. The door opens up, you know, metaphorical door, but also the literal uh, locker room door, and Lewis is able to release himself from that, but not before we see. Little Lewis hug Big Lewis. And mm-hmm. I'm telling you, the Lewis lit hug is iconic because it's like an arm wrap around the mid the midriff and then just like lean all over on them. And Lewis even says it like, oh, is that what this looks like? He's like, yeah, that's mm-hmm. the Lewis hug. So mm-hmm. I thought all of this was done really well. Yeah, really, really great. And I think that there was something interesting about this idea of like, hey, like this guy is like the powerful guy in high school, but someday he's going to be a real loser and look at you. You're going to be able, you're going to be this big success and he's going to have nothing. And I think that's such a trope about like, okay, well, like the people who are sort of like peaking in high school, this is all that they're going to have. 
But then for Lewis to have to reconcile with, no, actually this guy like did really well for himself and also mm -hmm. is going to be somebody that is, you're going to really need him in the future. Like that was a lot for young and old Lewis to have to grapple with. Right. And it is just a story that people can change just because you are a knucklehead child doesn't mean you can't one day yes. be, you know, a fertility doctor or just because you were a loser in high school doesn't mean you're automatically going to grow up to be a amazing lawyer. You know, we all have free will to change and to get older and to learn things and to take in new information and to govern ourselves accordingly to that new information. And so, yeah, this was a little kid. He, he probably just didn't have a great upbringing. You know, he says it himself. I didn't feel like I fit in at school. So he's having his own struggles and it's just he's lashing out. How can we, people who have sat here and rooted for Lewis Lit for eight seasons, be like, oh, let's hold this child accountable for his actions way back when, when we give Lewis so many passes and all the stuff that he lashes out at? I mean, he bullied Harold for two seasons. That's true. Um, um, you know, it's, it's like the bully can sometimes be the bully or sometimes they are bullied. It happens. Everybody it has the same worse, though, Chappelle, that Lewis uh, or the bully, Chaz, uh, did not even remember Lewis, though? And that's the wildest part about it. <laughs> Lewis was such a blip on the radar like, for that guy. I don't He's even like, remember you. Know, you. Do you know how many people are bullied? Oh my god! Mm -hmm. Like my life, my life was more important than the 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 guy I bullied in ninth grade. But for Lewis, that completely defined him. And and it's okay. You know, those two things can definitely happen at the same time. For uh, Chaz McManus, he probably had bigger things going on. Whereas for Lewis, that was the biggest thing of his day. He was terrified to come to school. So, yeah, um, not excusing any bullying behavior. But, yeah, it is just to show that people are human and they have so many layers and they change. Okay. Anything else about Lewis in this episode uh, that it seems like that they're going to proceed? I would think that we're going to get, you know, uh as we head towards, we've talked about how many episodes left of Suits. Uh, this is episode 116. I think 18 episodes left. Got to think we're going to get, um, you know, to the promised land eventually, right? Um, so Sheila does have to have surgery. And that did make me take pause because I'm thinking, you know, these surgeries, sometimes they, they don't end the way you would like them to end. Mm -hmm. um, and she does have some cervical fibroids that need to be removed that the uh, the uh, uh, obstetrician gynecologist did forget mm -hmm. or didn't catch. And so I'm thinking that, you know, by saying that Sheila does have to have a procedure, they might be setting us up for maybe this doesn't necessarily yeah. end well. Uh, and not to say that they will never have kids, but maybe they just don't ever get pregnant. You know, there's still other, uh, other means of, of making this kind of thing happen. Um, but I do think that Sheila and Lewis will have a happy ending eventually. Yeah, I don't know what it looks like, but uh, this journey is not leading us to nothing. It's going to end in a positive way, I'm sure. Okay. All right. Uh, we talked about the Gretchen storyline where Alex, uh, he needs a signature from Lewis, um, and Lewis is not in the office this day. And so uh, we're going to rely on Gretchen to uh, get that. But she gets the signature, but the, the envelope doesn't get to where it needs to be. Yeah, uh, Donna accidentally picks it up. Now, Gretchen goes in and she has to go to the fertility doctor to go get this. She actually catches Sheila and um, and Lewis before they go in. We don't see it. But in her mind, she's imagining this a completely different way. She's like, man, in my head, I just knew I was going to show up and Sheila's legs was going to be up in the stirrups. And Lewis is worried too. And she's like, what? Donna's like, girl, why would that happen? She's like, you know, Lewis, he's got the he got the back out of his gown. But Lord, I, I'm so happy that didn't happen. And so they laughing and kikiing about this whole thing. And that's when Donna makes her mistake. She accidentally picks it up. And 
Gretchen is under the impression that it has been taken to where it needs to go. Now, this is bad because Gretchen had already talked crazy to Alex a little bit and was like, Alex, watch how you handle me in the morning. You know, be kind and, I, and I'll help you out. And Alex was. He was very much like, okay, Gretchen, you know, good morning. You look great. But can you help me out? And she guarantees him that this document will get to where it needs to go. And it does not. And so we watched this entire episode of Gretchen trying to pull strings to make sure that if the document, uh, well, to find out if the document got there and then to find out if it didn't get there, why? And then to reconcile the idea that it didn't get there and it's her fault and that she might be in trouble. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so Gretchen tries to do, as we've seen many others on uh, Suits before, between uh, notably Donna, Mike, uh, Harvey. Okay, I made a mistake. Now I have to break more rules to fix the mistake. Mm-hmm. And you got to call in some favors. And you know those situations where there's like a person or an issue that just keeps popping up and you're like, what do you have on these people? Mm-hmm. What is it that keeps you around? Like, you know, what what big favor did you do? Did you do some heavy lifting or something? That's the world we live in here on Suits where these uh, characters are like, we have And a sometimes code. outside we- of Suits. Oh, yeah, for sure. You know, where people have a code and then they do like somebody does a favor for them. And so because of that, they're beholden to try to do favors for that person. They're like, how do I get this person on? Mm -hmm. What do I have to do? Like and then when things don't work out, they're like, well, we tried, you know. And so for uh, Gretchen, she's like, let me call in some favors. So she knew a lady named Sandy and Sandy used to work over at that as uh, the secretary. And so she was like, hey, new secretary. Me and Sandy, we had a thing, you know, so Sandy owes me. She ain't here no more, but, you know, secretary code, you got my back, right? And the new lady's like, no, you and old-ass Sandy can go to Coral Gables together. I don't care. I don't need your help. Move on. Rob, I want this lady down. I hated like, I want this her lady. Out. She sucks. I don't know what's going to happen to what her. What was her problem? I need it to happen on screen. I need it to happen on screen. I need them to somehow, like, Donna to come in there and, and smack her around Gretchen a little bit. needs Not to put her in a locker. Right, or something. See, sometimes bullying works. But uh, yeah, this lady was like, no, Gretchen, I'm not going to let you pull strings to get this person, uh, you know, what they need. And so Gretchen has to then go and try to use Samantha to Mm -hmm. make it look like it's that woman's fault. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Gretchen's like, okay, you don't want to help me, but you can take the fall for it. But even Samantha says, I can't help you out here. And so now Gretchen's between a rock and a hard place. Yep. Eventually she's going to go and talk to Alex and he's pissed. Mm -hmm. Rightfully Mm -hmm. so. Yep. And he's like, why did you just tell me what was going on? Um, Alex is going to go back to the client who was also, you know, I, I guess I, she had reasons to be mad, but she was also oh, like mm, rather unlikable. <laughs> and so right, sure. Alex tells her, she's like, all right, here's what I want you to do. Fire that incompetent secretary. Right. Ma'am. Ma'am. That's not going to bring this back. You know, that's not going to undo what was done here. It's like, but she just needs her pound of flesh. She wants to see that someone is punished for their inconvenience because I'm sure they were cost a lot of money in whatever these proceedings were. Mm-hmm. And and also moving forward, you don't want it to happen again. So you fire the incompetent one and hire the competent one, um, which is probably normal. I think this is a little bit too far because I like Gretchen, but I, I try to put myself in her shoes and be like, yeah, someone has to pay for this. Uh, but I don't think necessarily... Someone does. Like, I think you could just say, okay, mistakes happen. Let's move on. Let's try to fix it. Um, but she does want uh Gretchen, she wants her head on a platter, and Alex is not willing to to give her that. So I was I love that. I love that they no no one ever entertained the idea of Gretchen actually getting fired. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nobody's gonna go through with it. I kind of thought, yeah. and Gretchen's talking about, well, I should retire. And I kind of thought, oh, like, oh, are we writing Gretchen off the show? Is this how we're doing this? And so I really did think that it was okay. This is gonna be, you know, a wrap for Gretchen, maybe um, the actress who 
Uh, we haven't talked about her uh, a ton. Aloma uh, uh, Wright that I thought that maybe she, okay, maybe she has another gig, but no, she stays. Yeah, she stays. Uh, Donna talks her down. Donna said, hey, um, you know what? You're trying to retire to fix this. There's no fixing this. Just be okay with whatever we get done, whatever happens here. You made a mistake. Come back to work tomorrow and do better. You know, people make mistakes. Donna is somebody who can speak to that for sure. For sure. And so, um, yeah, so Gretchen does not retire. But it did seem like for a second, I do. I too felt like, oh man, they about to get rid of her. Mm-hmm. I mean, we don't see a, a ton of Gretchen anyway. So I thought, Maybe they're just going to ease her out the door, but we seemingly are going to get more Gretchen. And what I want from Gretchen's storyline is to get her revenge on that other secretary. Okay. That's all I want. That's, That's yeah. all I want. Take her down. Her Arya Stark storyline. Okay. Please and thank you. All right. Then we also, we finally get to meet Eric Caldor. No right. no sign of, sign of Rand yet. Ellen Rand, to, still to, to be uh, determined as who's, who's going to portray her, if we're ever going to see her. But we do get Caldor here, and Samantha is here. To I kind of liked Caldor, I got to be honest. Oh, because he likes puns? I thought he was at <laughs> least, like, he was a little bit of a, like, a, a fun character. Yeah, he was like, uh, like, he's got the same kind of bite that all these characters got, but he's, got, he's like, a little bit lighthearted about it. So mm-hmm. it's like, oh, okay. You know, Harvey and Samantha just kind of come in, and they're like, we hate you, we, let's fight, you know? And he's all like, mm-hmm. no, like... Yeah, like uh, funny seeing you here. Glad you're not still here. You know, he's got a he's he's, he's a remember that witty. guy they I'm, met that only talked in Silence of the Lambs quotes. Oh my god, yeah, no, he was fun too. We should have got him. Really back. thought that that was like okay, we're setting this guy. This is gonna be a a, a character. No, yeah, just one scene. Just one scene of him and Mike Mike Ross talking about fava beans. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, it's like we didn't need it. Yeah. yeah, we have Caldor and Samantha wants one of his clients. He's like, I need grayscale. I was like, now where I come from, I thought we didn't like grayscale. I thought we didn't thought want it. Speaking of Arya Stark, yeah. yeah. Right, exactly. Um, yeah, they touch it once and you're bound to it. Uh, but mm-hmm. I guess that, yeah, so um, Samantha, I guess she she can't shake the grayscale because she used to work there. And so mm-hmm. there's a little bit of a conflict of interest. Um, her and Harvey have like, uh, you know, some back and forth here. They're really like shouting at each other. Like it's getting like heated to the point where they're going to fight. Yeah. Well, she says something and he's like, oh, you don't like, oh, I bet you want me to do something. And he's like, no, nah, I can't tell you what I want to do. And she's like, oh, what? You trying to swing on me? He said, no, nah, I want to take your mouth closed. But if you're trying to get in the ring, I told you, Harvey got them pan hands. <laughs> they pansexual. Everybody can get it. Okay. He's like, let's, let's go. And so, um, it's Samantha. She's like, I ain't no punk. Let's go. Let's, let's get in the ring. I can, I, we could kickbox. Uh, he does warn her maybe to not swing over her weight class. Cause I still think like just based off of pure size, maybe Harley Harvey's going to get her. But at the same time, like I wouldn't risk it. And so, uh, yeah, he tells her this might be too big for you. Don't take on Caldor if you can't win. And so now it looks like Harvey's going to have to step into the ring for her. The yeah. Metaphorical ring, of course. Okay, so they're trying to figure out what's going on here with Caldor and Grayscale, and there's this whole idea about people who are making up lies about things that they are actually uh, guilty of. Chappelle, is this a thing? What? Making up lies of people? Uh, accusing? What was it? The accuse? You accuse me of Accuse the you- other side of that which you are guilty of. Oh, I think, honestly, I think so. I yeah. think this might be a thing. I agree. Because I think... I think because you can you can perceive it in your mind that it happened, you're able to project that onto other people. There's a lot of stuff that happened to people. I'm like, I didn't even know you could do that. But if you've done it before, then you obviously know that, okay, this person's probably guilty of it and you might be looking out for it. So I thought this was a good shout from Harvey and from Caldor. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, but I honestly, like, I'm sort of like my 
brain is melting trying to understand uh, who is guilty of what. There's stuff that Kaldor is actually guilty of that Samantha was right about, but it turns out that it's actually Samantha was also guilty <laughs> of something when uh, Harvey is going to take over on Grayscale, but that there, there was a woman named Betty who was a partner or a lawyer at Rand Caldor Zane, and that Samantha basically got her fired because Samantha was going to bury evidence like old school Cameron Dennis style, but it wasn't necessarily evidence that was for a guilty person. It was just stuff that made the client look bad. And so Betty was going to out Samantha Wheeler. And so Betty, Samantha Wheeler got Betty fired and sent to Florida. <laughs> Basically God's way. Not Florida. Room. Yeah, that's what they call it. God's waiting room. It's where you go to die. Um, they said, yeah, they're like, uh, go to Coral Gables. Uh, nice, beautiful city for retirement. It there. sounds nice. Uh, it it really does. It's like, oh, my God, I must be a person of a certain age at this point. Because I was like, that actually sounds peaceful. It sounds calm. Uh, scenic. I think the weather sounds pretty nice. Yeah, I want it. Um, but yeah, Betty got uh, banished to the Shadow Realm in Florida. And so she's like, what the hell? I was trying to stop you from breaking the law. I, I should not have been in this situation. Now I'm doing uh, real estate law here in Florida and I went back in the game, baby. And so Samantha, I know that you buried evidence and Caldor just came to me to get you off this case by saying, oh yeah, you buried evidence and I got it and I'm going to be offered now junior partner. And so it's going to be my life's mission to take you down. And so um, Samantha's like, oh crap, now what do I do? And so she's going to hop on a plane to go to Florida and kind of try to shut this down. But Donna tells her to chill. Harvey tells her to chill. And seemingly Samantha does not chill. She just goes and does it anyway. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And she's Harvey is not liking this. Uh, she's going to do it anyway. And ultimately that she uh, or Caldor wants like, give me your biggest client. That's it. And so mm -hmm. ultimately Samantha is going to give in and she says you could have my biggest client but betty gets it yeah betty gets the biggest client and betty is now going from junior partner to senior partner and she wants a bigger office because what samantha has done and she told betty listen you could take me down you could ruin my life and be the best junior partner you could be you probably ain't never getting your name up on that door and it's gonna be hard for you to become senior partner but I got some information. If I'm going down, we could take down Caldor instead. And you leverage this information about Caldor, you could be senior partner with a big ass office and a big old paycheck. And one day, one day, have your name on the on the wall. And so Betty's like, I like that. I need more of that. And so Samantha's like, yeah, you might have won this fight, uh, Caldor, but make no mistake. You're going to give Betty what she deserves here. I'm going to take the L, but so are you. Because if you try me again... I got the evidence that can take your name off the wall and get you this bar. And so ultimately Samantha loses, but Betty wins. And in a way they still stick it to Caldor. He doesn't win. They stick it to Caldor. And so ultimately <laughs> we see where Samantha brings in the box of files. It's 2018 Samantha Wheeler. Come on. That we, we can't just email effect. the files over. It's for dramatic effect. You know, uh, there's like those Here's game the shows. Banker's where box. Yeah, it's like those game shows where they have like a pot of gold. They're like, this is the treasure. It's like, this is worth a million dollars. Like, you could just give me a million dollar check. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, or that, a, oh, a debit a, card with four point five six million dollars on it. Right, and that's not flashy enough. So you make a, a big, huge, clear piggy Bodega. bank and just fill it with money. You know what I'm saying? And so, yeah, those it's, you gotta have dramatic effect. You gotta make an interest. It's like uh, when suits. Um, Sometimes they're uh, having a big argument in court, and then somebody just burst in the door at the at the perfect moment, like I object, mm-hmm. sir. You're like not Alex even, Williams, you to, right? Exactly. You need to introduce yourself. You need to, to come in. They have some decorum. No, it's all about the dramatics. It's all about the flair. And Samantha knows by plopping that box down on Eric Caldor's desk, she means business. And to be fair, Caldor, you started all of this because you tried to backstab Robert Zane anyway. Tried to steal Zane Specter lit from him as a part of like. Randor Calder, Zane Spector, like you, you did all this stuff behind his back. You were in the wrong the entire time. So I'm glad Samantha smacked you around a little bit, even though she lost. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. Chappelle, we need to give out a Liddy Award for this episode. Probably not to Gretchen. No, I don't think Gretchen's eligible for this mm-hmm. one. Sad, sad day. Um, this was a very Lewis episode. Do you do you agree? It was a Lewis episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Could this do you be feel like could this a be Doctor Lipschitz? Could- <laughs> <laughs> I was going to give it to Lewis for being a human being, yes. uh, but Dr. Lipschitz is doing his job. I think, I think we, we, at this point, I think that the good work that he's doing with Lewis should be, uh, should be um, rewarded at some point. And yeah. so maybe this is the time where we do it. Well, I kind of feel like that. I don't know if he, I would give him the Liddy for this episode, but he's kind of been the MVP of season eight. Yeah, definitely. Like there, nothing happens without uh, Doctor Lipschitz being like, "Now, Lewis, hold on." Mm-hmm. I mean, he's he's worked with Sheila, he's worked with Harvey and mm-hmm. Lewis. At this point, yeah, he's the official therapist of Zane Specter Lit. I'd be I'd be shocked if none of the other ones come across uh, Doctor Lipschitz at one point or another. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't know because Lewis didn't have a lot of outside person of personal, uh, you know, of of personal life. Uh, battles in this episode. Like we normally look at the legal part too. Um, and he didn't really do that, but it was a big win for Lewis. Um, is there any world where we give it to, um, to maybe like Donna for facilitating no, uh, a lot no, of this Donna stuff? No, Donna screwed up the Gretchen thing. Uh, she really did. It so was Gretchen's fault, but Donna, Samantha you were Samantha was it. like committing crimes. Uh, Harvey. Harvey? No, what did he do? Yeah, I, I would give it to Lewis if anything yeah, for having like the, the breakthrough. Again, um, Typically, we look for, you know, uh, personal and professional wins. Uh, mm-hmm. Really, no professional work at all from Lewis other than signing the envelope. But he was, you know, did have a big personal win. 
Right. And to be fair, nobody had a good professional win. Mm-hmm. You know, they were all, all the professional wins were out the window. Harvey lost, Samantha lost, Alex lost, Donna lost. Y'all all lost. So mm-hmm. Gretchen, Gretchen almost got fired. I think just by default, we're looking at a Lewis lady this time. Okay. All right. So as far as uh, references uh, go, uh, I don't think too many were spoken here, but uh, Lewis's room, did you happen to catch all the posters in there, Chappelle? No, I didn't. Were you looking closely or you caught this? No, I just like every like Broadway show, uh, like uh, it's all like cats and like a chorus line. And it's just like wall to wall. Uh, I, I feel like I imagine like AJ Mass's uh, house might have the same de- <laughs> decor, um, yeah. but just basically all of the different like uh, like Broadway shows at the time. Um, yeah, no, that's pretty cool. I actually, I'm, I'm going to go take a look at it as well because you know the, all the things about Lewis about young Lewis is that you know it's very dated. You know, this is the '80s, and so you know you get his sister has like a side ponytail <laughs> at some point, and there's a lot of plaid. The computer is ancient. There's a huge printer. The printer is bigger mm-hmm. than the computer. Yeah, um, yeah. So yeah, I, I have to go back and take a look. But you know what? I, I I've been meaning to ask you this. Did you did you ever watch Cats? Um, I watched the movie, yeah. Wasn't it awful? Um, it was not ideal. Uh, maybe yeah. the Broadway play might have been different. No, everybody I've ever heard talk about Cats says it's awful. And so mm-hmm. I'm not quite sure uh, what what the appeal is of Cats, but maybe one day I'll check it out. I did see Lewis had a, a chorus line poster. That's mm-hmm. pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So... We got some feedback on uh, this episode. Okay. Uh, David, who said just yesterday, Queen Gretchen, is it just me or she the best, uh, wrote in to say, all right, so maybe Gretchen isn't invincible, but should she be blaming herself so much? Yeah, she should. I mean, this is still her job. You know, like it's her job the to buck make sure stops that, that here. it does. You know, don't get me wrong. Donna screwed it up, but Gretchen gave Alex her word. She's like, I got it. It's fixed. Don't worry about it. I, I guarantee you that it'll be done tomorrow. And then instead of just immediately saying, oh, God, it didn't get there, she tried to make it go away. And when trying to make it go away, they lost so much more valuable time. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I think this this falls on Gretchen. But you're, we're right. We, we were putting a lot on her to say, like, oh, Gretchen, she's perfect. Because that's the same thing we did to Donna. Donna's walking around like, I'm the Donna. I'm perfect. This, that, and, other. and then when she starts screwing up, we're like, well, Donna, look at you. Just like everybody else. So, you know, the people up uh, the highest to fall, you know, and so that's Donna, that's that's Gretchen, but they always bounce back. I think Gretchen's going to be all right. Okay. Um, Chappelle, we got a message from Jen who said, uh, you mentioned Pimento in season eight, episode six, um, and I want you to go back and please reconsider doing a rewatch of Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I've been so sad about Andre Brower, oh. and I've been thinking about rewatching it myself. I know it's a drama, but it, uh, it isn't a drama, but it's so much fun. We'd love to hear both of you discuss it. You're a Brooklyn Nine-Nine guy? I'm not. Me neither. So mm-hmm. this would be a perfect time to do this. Could be. It feels um, like a weird follow-up to Suits. It is definitely a weird follow-up to Suits. A lot of the other uh, like people have been saying, you know, a lot of those, what do you call them, Blue Skies, um, USA shows, yep. the, the Psych, you know, Monk, all that stuff. Uh, but I knew Andre Brower from a number of other different things. And so I knew that he was on Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I just never got a- around to it. Uh, I think those like... Um, those like short comedies, like like uh, The Office, Brooklyn Nine Nine. I feel like really hard to podcast about because it's like mm-hmm. they're very like joke heavy, and so you find yourself being like, "Oh, remember this yeah, joke? Remember funny. this joke? That remember was funny. Yeah. yeah, that was funny." Uh, so yeah, I don't know about Brooklyn Nine Nine, but I I will check it out. I'm uh, very sad about the loss of Andre Brown as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
Okay. Chappelle, uh, anything from the Facebook group uh, this week? I, I actually, I just posted uh, my podcast talking about round and round uh, with Rick Hoffman. I posted a link in the Facebook group uh, for Ooh. that one. Lewis isn't the, the lead, uh, but you know, he's a supporting character in this. Uh, nice to see Rick Hoffman, uh, what he's up to now. Yeah. And we love that for him. Mm -hmm. Also, yeah. um, on suitspodcast.com, we got another five-star review. It says, is my suits too loud? This podcast is amazing fun. I'm so glad I caught up to the present day. Chappelle and Rob are great fun dissecting the drama and humor of this show. I recommend it to anyone and we'll be keeping up with whatever you plan to do after we don't uh, we don the last suit in the closet. So uh, I guess I got to wear a suit for the last podcast we do. That makes sense. Dang, we got to start prepping for that. The, the grand finale. It's yeah. coming soon. Couple, a couple less than three weeks away. Wait, do we prep for the grand finale or do we prep for Pearson? Have we decided about what's happening with Pearson? We have not. Okay. Well, you know, it's out there. Okay. So, yeah, I think I will have to uh, polish off one of the good old suits for that for that faithful day. Yeah. And speaking of Pearson, uh, so Siobhan in the Facebook group uh, that she said that she is currently on the Mission Space uh, ride at Epcot and... Guess who shows up uh, to get you ready? None other than Gina Torres. Jessica Pearson herself. Look at that. From mm -hmm. Chicago to space to Epcot. <laughs> I love it. I love it for her. I, I love Gina Torres. I'm sorry. Yeah. Anytime she's, she can do no wrong in my eyes, even though rumors, have, you know, they say she be doing some wrong sometimes. I'm listening. None of my business. Uh, I'm a big fan of Jessica Pearson. I'm happy to see her here in the Facebook group now. <laughs> okay. Chappelle, anything else you want to say about our Coral Gables? No, I think that uh, this was a, a fun episode. But also, Rob, we're getting, again, we're getting really close to the mid-season finale. And I got nothing. What yeah. are we talking about here? We're what, halfway what we through season eight. Bro, I was like, yeah, how many episodes are in season eight? Is it 16? Like all 16, the rest of them have yeah. been? Roughly? And then season yeah. nine, I think, is only 10. Okay, so yeah, I think in roughly two episodes, we will have a big break in like, the drama. Like, yeah. There will be something that is going to have to take us to the next level. And right now, it seems like the biggest thing we're fighting with is the Alex versus uh, Alex versus Samantha drama mm -hmm. and Lewis versus fertility. And so, <laughs> um, whatever, whatever that looks like, I think we got to address it very quickly because, uh, yeah, they're not really building to anything right now for the end of this season. Okay. All right. We'll see where we go uh, when we come back in episode nine of season eight, as we are in September of 2018 in the real time episode called Motion to Delay. So we'll pick that up tomorrow. Chappelle, where can people keep up with you? Follow me on Twitter at Chappelle's underscore show. I'm at Rob Sestrino. Thank you so much. Take care, everybody. Have a good one. Bye. Have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. 
And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast.